comes not except to steal, kill, and destroy. I have come that you might have and enjoy life, life in abundance until it overflows. Discover how to live the abundant life in Christ through the ministry of Pastor Oseyao Afuakwa. Pastor Afuakwa is the general overseer of Faith House Charismatic Chapel International, a thriving ministry in Kumasi, Ghana. God has commissioned him to preach and teach the word of faith for people to know God better, live life better, and impact their world better. Get set for an empowerment that will enable you to live a life of all-round victory, success, and limitless prosperity. God bless you as you listen. Spirit of God, omnipotent power of grace and mercy, we thank you for today. We honor you. Thank you for clear atmosphere. Thank you that your word comes with precision and with authority. Thank you that no one retains the same. Thank you for honoring your word in the life of everyone with signs and testimonies. In the name of Jesus, bring illumination, understanding, and revelation. Much more, bring transformation to all. In Jesus' precious name, amen. amen. Ephesians chapter 5, verse 1 and 2. The Bible said, therefore, be imitators of God as dear children. Say it aloud. Be imitators of God as dear children. Therefore, be imitators of God as dear children. Verse 2. And walk in love. Somebody say, walk in love. So, for the past almost two months, we've been running, walking in love. That's where it comes from. It comes from, he said, be imitators of God and walk in love as dear children. We are the children of God, and as children of God, the best person we can be like is to be like our father. Can somebody say my father? father. Yeah. There is no child who does not carry the DNA of their father. Every child, legitimate one, carries the DNA of their father. So when you don't have the DNA of God, you are none of his. That's why the Bible said, Beloved, let us love one another. For love is of God, and everyone that loveth is born of God. He that loveth not, knoweth not God, for God is love. Can somebody say, God is love? God is love. So if you are not walking in love, I don't know who you are. If you can forgive, I don't know who you are. If you harbor offenses and bitterness and envy and jealousy in your heart, I don't know who you are. Maybe you can come to faith house and pretend you are a Christian, but in the eyes of God, you are not. Because Christians carry the nature of their father. Can somebody give me an amen? How can you live with your wife and for weeks you are not talking to her? And you are in church. And we are singing, you are singing song. Praise God. That's not godliness. That's not Christianity. Can somebody give me a believing amen there? Somebody offended you and for months and weeks, you can't just simply let go. So that's it. Walk in love. Somebody say walk in love. love. You are born again and you have to walk. You see, when you are born, you have to learn to walk. You stand, then you, first you crawl, then you stand, then you take steps. Then you begin to walk perfectly. When a Christian is walking perfectly, you will see that every step he takes is a step of love. That's why the greatest virtue that should be expected of a mature Christian is nothing but love. That's the greatest virtue. It's not your tongues. It's not your singing. It's not your preaching. The greatest virtue you must manifest as a child of God and as a mature child of God for that matter is love. When you are not walking in love, you are not in God. The Bible said, he that loveth is in God and born of God. I see you walking in love. Amen. Can I have a believing amen? Amen. Let me hear how we believe in amen. amen. But we said to walk in love, we need to understand what love is and what love does. What love is and what love is not. What love does and what love does not do. So we went to 1 Corinthians chapter 13, verse 4 to 8. Here, scripture outlines 1 Corinthians 13, verse 4 to 8. Scripture outlines 16 characteristics of love. 16 of them. Nine of them have to do with what love is and what love does. And uh, seven of them have to do with what love is not and what love does not do. Praise God. We said that love is patient. Somebody say love is patient. Love is kind. Love is forgiving. Love is honest. Love is protective. Love is trusting. Love is hopeful. Love is enduring. Love is unfailing. Say it loud. Love is unfailing. Great. 
Love is unfailing. Then we also talked about seven things a love is not and seven things a love does not do. So when you do these things, you are not walking in love. One of them is that love is not envious. Last month, the whole of last month, that's what I was teaching on. Envy, 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 envy. Destroyed the destinies of many. I told you the first sin that came into the earth was the sin of envy. The reason why Satan became Satan was because he was envious of God. It was not pride. I read somewhere that a person was saying that sin, pride was the first sin. No, pride was a sequel to envy. The first sin was envy. He was covetous. He said, I would like to be like the most high. That was the first sin also in the garden of Eden. Man said, I want to be like God. Envy. Anywhere envy goes, people don't do well. Success will be dwindled in the midst of envy. Great people cannot be raised. The reason why we have a challenge in Ghana and we are not able to raise a lot of people in giants in many areas of life is because of envy. Nobody wants anybody to rise. If it doesn't belong to your tribe, you should not rise. If it doesn't belong to your family, you should not rise. Praise God. Envious people have a problem they can never solve. Because when you envy any other person, you are simply standing against God's idea and what God thinks. Because you are envious of the person because you feel that God has treated you badly and treated somebody fairly. Can somebody give me an amen? amen. Love is not what? Envious. In that, I taught you how to detect envy. Somebody say detect envy. Uh-huh. Because when you are becoming envious, you should know it. And when people are also envious of you, you should know it. Because if you don't detect envy, whether in yourself or in others, you can easily be destroyed. Love is not envious. Somebody say love is not envious. Uh, Number two, love is not boastful. Somebody say boastful. Yeah, love doesn't boast. It doesn't brag. There are two kinds of boasting. And if I, I am privileged to talk about it, maybe next year, not this time. Because this month, we are just exhausting on what I will start. That's the only one we'll focus on. Then next year, we'll come back to continue from there. But there are two kinds of boasting. One is good, the other is bad. Number three, love is not proud. Somebody say, love is not proud. proud. Say it aloud, love is not proud. proud. Good, love is not rude. Somebody say, love is not rude. Love is not rude. Love Love does not disrespect people. It does not dishonor people. Love is not rude. Love is not selfish. When you love people, you are not selfish with them. You share whatever you have with them. When you love people, you are not temperamental towards them. Every two, two seconds, you are losing your, your patience. You are losing your anger. And when you get angry too, it takes a whole Kumasi to come and stop you. Two formats come before you let go of your anger. That's a very a wild challenge. Love is not temperamental, not easily angered. One of the marks of a fool is that he gets angry too quickly. That's a mark of a fool. Foolish people get angry too quickly. I know you are not happy if you are that angry type, but God is healing you. Can somebody give me an amen? Yeah. Yeah, God is just healing you. Love is not sinful. Somebody say love is not sinful. Yeah, love is not sinful. Love is not sinful. Today, we want to focus on love. Come with me, 1 Corinthians 13, 4. Love is patient. Love is kind. Love does not envy. Love is not puffed up. Somebody say puffed up. Say it puffed up. Okay, the new international version says, love is not proud. Somebody say, love is not proud. proud. Ask your neighbor, are you proud? Love is not proud. Love is not proud. Love is not proud. Come with me to Isaiah 14, verse 12 to 15. Thank you, Holy Spirit. How are you falling from heaven, O Lucifer, son of the morning? How are you cut down to the ground? You who weaken the nations. For you have said in your heart. Ask your neighbor, what are you saying in your heart? I will ascend into heaven. I will exalt my throne above the stars of God. I will also sit on the mountain of the congregation of the fathers of south of the north. Verse 14. I will ascend above the height of the clouds. And I will be like the most high. Yet... You shall be brought down to shore, to the lowest depths of the pit. May you not come down. Amen. May you not be brought lower than you are. 
There are some people God has positioned them at a certain place. And because of pride, they don't value it. God has given them a certain kind of man as a wife, a husband. But because of pride, they have little or no regard for the person. Pride. When they speak with a man, you will think they are speaking with their, excuse me to say, their maid servant or something. Pride. Pride. Verse 16. He says, <laughs> 16. Those who see you will guess at you and consider you saying, Hey, is this the man who made the earth tremble? Who shook kingdoms? That is always the end of pride people. Proud people. That shall not be your end. Those who see, they will guess, Hey, are you, are you the one who has become like this? 17. <laughs> who made the world as wilderness and destroyed its cities? Who did not open the house of his prisoners? That is pride. Ezekiel 28 verse 11 to 17. Moreover, the word of the Lord came to me saying, Son of man, take up a lamentation for the king of Tyre and say to him, Thus says the Lord God, you were the seal of perfection. And I want you to follow these readings closely. Just follow. You were the seal of perfection. Full of, full of, full of, and perfect in what? Beauty. Verse 4. He says, you were in Eden, the garden of God. Every precious stone was your covering. The sardis, the topaz, diamond, bell, ounce, jasper, sapphire, turquoise, emerald, all with gold. The workmanship of your timbrels and pipes was prepared for you on the day you were created. Now look at verse 14. You were, an, you were the anointed cherub who covers I establish you. You were on the holy mountain of God. You walked back and forth in the midst of fairy stones. And verse number 15. He said you were perfect in all your ways from the day you were created till iniquity was found in you. Huh. Look at verse 7. By the abundance of trading you became filled with violence within and you sinned. Therefore I cast you as a profane thing out of the mountain of God. May you not be cast out as a profane thing. Pride will always bring people to a place where they will be cast out. Proud people will always be cast out. Therefore, I cast you out and I destroy you all you covering from the midst of the fairy stones. Verse 17. He said, your heart was lifted. May your heart not be lifted. May your heart not be lifted. Can somebody give me a believing amen here? I'm talking about something that is the security of your future. He said, your heart was lifted. The moment you see your heart is getting lifted, watch it because your end is coming very close. When your heart becomes lifted towards God, when your heart becomes lifted towards people God has set over you, whether it's your husband or your father or your pastor, whoever, the moment your, your heart becomes lifted towards such a person, mark it, your end is very close. And your end will never be good. May the Lord help us how end well. Amen. Can somebody give me a believing amen here? You see, your enemy will let me be convinced that you are not proud. Yeah. Praise God. <laughs> he said your heart was lifted because of your beauty. You corrupted. You, you corrupted your wisdom for the sake of your splendor. I cast you to the ground and I laid you before kings that they may gaze at you. Next week we'll be examining seven things that happen to proud people. Seven things. And they all begin with D. That's for next week. Praise God. That means pride is dangerous. The simple reason is that, the reason why I'm using this is that pride is dangerous. Pride is deadly. Pride is disastrous. Those are not the D's. Praise God. Pride. 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 Proverbs 29 verse 23. He said, a man's pride shall bring him low. A man's pride shall bring him low. But humble, the humble in spirit will retain honor. A man's pride shall bring him low. A man's pride shall bring him low. The higher you want to go, the lower you must go down. The higher you want to go, the lower you must go down. Every strong building always have a very strong foundation. The taller the building, the stronger the foundation. The Bible says, if the foundations be destroyed, what can the righteous do? Pride has destroyed the destiny of many people. 
God may have intended for you to go very far in ministry. But because of pride, you see that you are limited. Pastors who should be pastoring larger congregations after such faithful work over a long period are still limited to 20, 30, inconsistent people who don't know what they are about. Because pride has eaten them up. Pride is deadly. People who should be ascending professionally, they are being cut down to size because of pride. People who should be ascending in their, their academic career are not doing so because of pride. Marriages that should be the sweetest example of marriages have become bitter like uh, Queenie because of pride. Can somebody give me an amen there? Amen. Pride. The Bible says, when pride comes, there's contention. When you have a marriage where every time there's fight, 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 pride is eating one of you up. And that person must humble himself quickly. Pride is just eating you up. Anytime there's always contention, you are in the choir, and there's one particular person every time creating problems and causing contention. Pride has eaten that person up. And that person needs to be cast out. Can somebody give me an amen? amen. Cast, cast out that person out. Cast it out. Somebody say, cast it out. <laughs> Proverbs 16, 18. He said, Pride goes before destruction and a haughty spirit before a fall. Anytime you see somebody walking about with pride all over the place, don't just envy him. He is about to fall. Start praying for him because he's about to fall. He's about to crash. And when they crash, nobody ever deserves them. Popped up. He said, Love is not popped up. Somebody say, Love is not popped up. When we say something is popped up, it, it means it blows up. It expands. It inflates. Something is popped up when it's inflated. When it is expanded. When it's blown up. How many of you use balloon when you were children? You blow it. You see, as your breath is going up, know that very soon the thing will also go up. You start it. By the time, when you overinflict yourself, you get bested. Praise God. That's right. When you overinflate yourself, it's only a matter of time. Sometimes, when proud people take an action, it looks like it's going well with them for a moment. But it's just a matter of time. They rebel against authority, rebel, and sometimes stand against. You see, people sometimes rebel and Take over churches. It's a matter of time. In Ghana, I've seen it too many times. Out of rebellion, they take over churches. Highly anointed men of God. I just don't want to mention any name. Highly anointed man. One from Church of Pentecost. Highly anointed. Left the church. Took over churches. Started all kind. After a short time, he just died out of the scene like that. Pride always brings distraction. Listen, don't joke with pride. It's a killer and a destroyer. You shall not be destroyed. Amen. You shall not be destroyed. You see, I'm teaching you this because our church is a prophetic church in this city. Amen. God has an agenda that to change and transform and give this city a facelift. And he's going to do it with our church. So great and giant people will come out of the church. And, I, and I'm just showing you one of the things that can rob you of becoming a part of it. There's a teaching the Holy Spirit is put in my heart, which I'll be doing next year. Traps of destiny. Traps of destiny. Things that deny people from becoming all that God will have them become. Great potential always wasted. To be puffed up. To expand, to blow. A proud person. Who is a proud person? Quickly. A proud person thinks of himself more highly than he ought to. And seeks to usurp authority. And assume positions or exercise powers not given to them by God. That's a proud person. Proud people always seek to usurp authority. They think of themselves more highly than they ought to think. A proud person looks at you in your office and he quickly assumes he can easily do what you are doing. That's a proud person. He looks at you. Rebels. And snares at the father because he thinks it's easy to be a father. Proud people. They think of themselves more highly than they ought to. Listen, it's good to have a good opinion about yourself. But to have more than an opinion about yourself is deadly. 
Praise God. When the opinion you have about yourself is so high that everybody is almost to the pit. For you, when you are so high, you look down. You know, when you are up in the air, when you look down, everything looks small. Everything looks small. The higher you go in there, the smaller everything becomes. When you have a high opinion about yourself, usually you, regard, you don't regard anybody because everything is small before you. Bible says in Proverbs chapter 12, you see, that's why I'm saying as a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. When you have a high opinion of yourself, you are proud. What is it that makes you so special? If it's not for the blood of Christ, who are you? A prostitute. That's who you were. But this time you have died of HIV or something, you have been gone. Or maybe at Ankafu or something. And by the grace of God, you are here today, washed and sanctified by the blood of Jesus. And you want to behave and act as if your type has never existed. Pride! Pride. Romans 12, 3. He says, For I said to you through the grace of God which is given to me, to everyone who is among, not to think of himself more highly than he ought to think. A proud person has an exaggerated opinion about himself. An exaggerated opinion about himself. About himself, he thinks. Yeah, he thinks he, he thinks he's bigger and larger than life. That's the kind of disposition they come with. When they come to church, they have an exaggerated opinion about themselves. But life, God has designed life. Second, so much of the six verse twelve to twenty one. God has designed life in such a way that the more you think low about yourself, the higher He takes you up. When you think low about yourself, before, particularly before God, before God, before God, before God, before God. And I tell you, anybody who thinks of himself low, Mr. Isaiah, before God, will always think himself before low before people. Yeah. Look at this. But Micah said, it was before the Lord. This was David. When David returned, his wife made a very bad, sarcastic statement about him. And this is what the man said. He said, it was before the Lord who chose me above your father and all your father's house to appoint me as a prince over Israel, the people of the Lord. Therefore, I will make merry in pure enjoyment before the Lord. Now look at verse 22. The wife looked at him and said, you are dancing like a foolish man. You are dancing like a street dancer. That's what the wife said. When you are married next time, be careful. He said, this is what David said. I will still be more lightly esteemed than this. And I will humble and lower myself in my own sight and yours. But by the mate you mentioned, I will be held in honor. Why? Because whosoever will abase himself, shall he be exalted. And anyone who exalts himself shall be abased. Am I communicating somebody here? One day, one woman who had been privileged to marry, be married, went home and was behaving herself in some way before her husband. The husband met her, some friends come around and said, come, I want to introduce you to my wife. And the lady went to the room and sent the maid to go and tell him, I'm not coming. Yeah, I'm not coming. We had a camp and I was telling uh, the, the, the workers, that if you are a woman and you are privileged to be married, humble yourself. Pa. Humble yourself. Humble, pa, like that. You are in the spirit. Humble yourself. Pa. Because if you are to look at it, you are very fortunate to be married. There are more women than men. So in all probability, if we were just doing CCC, you may have missed it. By the favor of God and the mercy of God, you have been picked and somebody has placed his name upon you. And when you come home, you, you, are, you are making the person feel like he's living on a cloud nine. May the Lord help you. Amen. Can somebody give me a believing amen? amen? Humble yourself. Humble yourself. Vashtar said, I'm not coming immediately in a province of 120 people. How many women could a king not have? 120 provinces. Ghana, Kranya, Ghana, about now it's about 16. But 120 provinces. He said, hey, it's over. Watch that. <laughs> Go. You, you are not, I'm not even interested. I don't know what came over me that I even called for you. Uh, <laughs> get uh, the ladies line. I want a beauty pageant organized in 24 hours. And immediately, beauty pageant. 
across 120 provinces. Just look at it as 120 nations. All ladies, beautiful, beautiful, once finer, better, I mean, eloquent, the shape, everything is on point. Better than her. They selected 120. The man said, this one, no. This one, no. This one, no. This one, no. When it came to Esther, the Bible said, even Esther was picked because of favor. Woman, when you are picked, understand that favor has located you. And humble yourself and stop being silly. Can somebody give me an amen? Humble yourself. Humble yourself. Humble yourself. Praise God. There are two kinds of pride, actually. We have spiritual, we have natural pride, and we have spiritual pride. Natural pride and spiritual pride. Spiritual pride, natural pride, and spiritual pride. Somebody say natural pride and spiritual pride. Yeah. Natural pride. The pride that proceeds from possessing sterling natural talents or qualities. Beauty. Singing. Intelligence. There are some people, their IQs are just sharp. They don't learn to pass. They just learn because they want to learn. When they enter class, whatever you are teaching, even when they are not looking there, they will still grab it. It's a gift. You don't compete with such people. If you try it, you will die before your time. They are just sharks. Sharks. And when they are arrogant, they say, listen, maybe I'm impaired a bone for company. What bone are you impaired? When you are dull, when we are moving, don't join us. Very proud. <laughs> we don't work with people whose brain is dead. Very intelligent. There are some people too, they are beautiful. Beautiful like diamond. The moment they pass, you listen to those songs, so allow me to preach. Those of you who are sleeping have suddenly woken up because that's what you're listening to. And I'm preaching, you won't keep quiet. When they are passing, you don't know whether it's a Mexican queen or African queen or what Indian queen. Very beautiful. And they know it. Karishika. And it has entered them. Hey, you look good, oh. Actually, it's a media, media, you know. <laughs> Praise God. Natural beauty. Sometimes some, some gifts, some things that you do very nice. When you sink, we can almost feel like, even when you have not prayed, it's as if the anointing is flowing. And you have not prayed the raw talent. I always want to be very sensitive when someone is ministering to be sure I'm not enjoying talent, but I'm enjoying the spirit. Paul said, I will sing with the spirit. I will sing with understanding. There are people who sing with skill, not spirit. Yeah. They sing with skill. They are very skillful. <laughs> There's no spirit. <laughs> Praise God. Sometimes when people also get position in the natural, you are just uh, eating and uh, moving out with them, doing a lot of things. But all of a sudden, because of little position, now you don't even greet them. You don't greet them. You don't greet them because all of a sudden, you have become the medical director. Before you became, we knew you now. We used to all hang out, go together, do lunches together. But all of a sudden, everything has changed about you. May the Lord help us. Amen. Four important facts quickly, and I'll close. Four important facts you must always remember about pride. One, pride is essentially a hard condition which usually expresses itself in many ways. Pride is, a, I talked about uh, spiritual, natural pride. I didn't talk about spiritual pride. Let me touch on it briefly because that is very important as a pastor. That's what I deal with almost every day. Spiritual pride. People who think and have little regard for spiritual authority. Spiritual pride. And usually it comes with spiritual giftedness. 
let somebody be able to see uh, some two or three uh, 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 visions and dreams. And all of a sudden, they become, they, they change. Yeah, they change. Second Corinthians chapter, Second Corinthians chapter 12, verse 7 to 9, about support, lest I should be exalted above measure. Pride! When we are gifted, that's why pride, you see, is very common among prophets. When they talk, it's as if you are not a human being. Have you been hearing your prophets? May the Lord help us. When they talk, and it's not just prophet. There are some pastors, when they talk to the congregation, it's as if they are talking to schoolboys. But when we gather like this, listen, it's not like a prince and the subjects are met. We are all princes. We are all ambassadors of Christ. We are his excellencies. Am I complicating it? So that you have to address people with dignity. Please take your seat. Lest I should be exalted above measure. He says, because of the abundance of revelations given unto me. Spiritual gift. People get carried away with it. Somebody say carried away. Carried away. When people are endowed with a little spiritual gift, it can be very, very serious. Spiritual pride usually manifests itself in two ways. One, through hypocritical and self-righteous disposition before God and others. Hypocritical and right, uh, self-righteous disposition before others. In Luke chapter 18, verse 9 to 14, we are told of two men who went to pray. One spoke and said, trusted in themselves that they were righteous and despised others. Thinking that you are righteous is not bad, but despising others is bad. That you are righteous, in fact, even your righteousness, he, it is the one who, he is the one who made you righteous. Your own righteousness is like a filthy rock. And despise others. The other looked at him, verse 10. He says, two men went up to pray. A Pharisee and the other a tax collector. The other said, ah, the Pharisee stood and prayed. That's with himself. Ah, thank God that I'm not like other men. Extortionists. I've never fornicated, you know. <laughs> Unjust. Adulterous. As tax collectors. You know, when it comes to fasting and prayer, I don't joke with it. Like this week, fresh fire. Somebody say fresh fire. fire. Now you this week, stay at home, don't come. Praise God. But this week we are fasting. You see, the fa this particular fast opens the last quarter. And that last quarter is everybody's quarter. Amen. I said, it is your quarter. Amen. So I want to encourage you, avail yourself and fully partake of it. Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, we are, we are going to be here waiting on God in fasting and prayer. I fast twice a week. I give tithes of all that I possess. And the task collector standing above, oh, will not so much raise up his hand, but put his breast and say, be merciful to me, a sinner. That's all. Why? Because he, ultimately, we are all sinners saved by grace. Pastor or member. Am I communicating? Yeah. When somebody falls into sin around, look at the way some people begin to treat and handle the person. But like Galatians tells us that when somebody falls into sin, we need to show maturity. He says, if any man be taken, Galatians 6, 2. He said, if any man be taken in a fault, those of you who are spiritual, restore such a one in the spirit of meekness. Verse 3. Restore such a one in the spirit of meekness, considering yourselves. Praise God. Spiritual pride also can be revealed in open rebellion to spiritual authority. Open rebellion. They will just, I mean, open rebellion. Open rebellion. I gave somebody an assignment here to be to work with us in church. And one time I called her to my office to address her about this. She walked out of me. And this church walked out of me. Look at Hebrews chapter 13, verse 17. Hebrews 13, 17. Obey your spiritual leaders and do what they say. Do what they do what they say. That's what the Bible says. It said their work is to watch over your souls and they are accountable to God. Give them a reason to do it with joy and not with sorrow. That will certainly not be for your benefit. Listen, every time you are under spiritual authority and you keep on provoking that spiritual authority, annoying that spiritual authority, it's not in your interest. The pastor loses nothing. If he speaks, he's worsening your matter. Even if he doesn't speak, you are not helping your cause. It's not. The Bible said their work is to watch over your soul. Help them to do it with joy. And not with grief, for that is unprofitable for you. In the book of Numbers, 
Moses sent to call Dathan and Abiram, the sons of Eliab. But they said, we will not come up. Praise God. They told their pastor, we are not coming. I'll be showing you how people manifest pride. Sometimes you can call someone and the person is seeing the call like this, he won't pick up. There is, there is not, though, uh, when I come to deal with love is not root, I will address those matters. See the call, pa, he won't pick it up. I will pretend he's not seen it. He said, we will not come up. That's what. You know, at this time, they were, they were uh, arguing and standing against the authority of Moses, questioning the Mo authority of Moses. Now, let, look at Numbers chapter 16, verse 1 and 3. So Moses called them. Moses called them. Would you even get the privilege to be pastored by someone who hears that you are misbehaving and he will call you? He will call you. Because there are some people, when they hear it, they will even mind you. Now, Korah, the son of Ahazah, Isaac, the son of Kohath, the, the son of Levi, with Dathan Abiram, sons of Levi, on the son of Pelet, sons of Ruby, took men. Somebody say took men. And they rose up before Moses with some of the children of Israel, 250 leaders of the congregation, representatives of the people, men of renown. Verse 3. They gathered together against Moses and said, and said, you take too much upon yourselves. For all the congregation is holy, every one of them, and the Lord is among them. Why then do you exalt yourselves above the assembly of the people? Now, did Moses exalt himself? Do you remember that God was calling Moses? Moses was running away. Did you see Moses trying to impose himself upon people? Moses was actually running away, minding his own business. God had to beg and beg and beg and beg him before he took over the appointment. And somebody out of ignorance and out of pride says you're exalting yourself over the people. Praise God. That's how the, the earth opened up. And those guys and the people associated with them, all of them, they sank under the earth and God covered it. God doesn't joke with pride. So listen, humble yourself. Humble yourself. He says, humble yourselves. God never humbles people because when he humbles people, it's never good. It's never good. I will show you when God humbles people, it is never good. Next week, I'll show you. Never good. So you don't want God to humble you. So you go through scripture again and again. He says, humble yourselves. Humble yourselves. Be clothed with humility. There is nowhere the Bible says, let God humble you. Because when he humbles you, you won't like it. Ask Nebuchadnezzar that you go and become an animal. Go and spend seven years in the bush. Eat animal food. When you finish, then you come back and you are now, you are now normal. Do you think that kind of uh, uh, proverb will ever go away? Your lineage yeah, your lineage. Everybody in your lifetime, it will always be said. Praise God. Permanently, permanent damage. Listen, don't, don't. <laughs> when you see somebody acting or speaking proudly, just go to the person and say, please, cool down. Cool down. Cool down. I actually fear and dread for proud, proud, proud people. I always cry in my heart for them. I don't accommodate them around me. But even when they are going away, I'm still crying for them. Praise God. Four reasons and I'll close. Four important facts you must always remember about pride. One, pride is essentially a hard condition which usually expresses itself through words, looks, and actions. Someone say pride is of the heart. Say pride is of the heart. Yeah, stop looking at the way somebody is walking and say you are proud. Hey, Sophie, the way on Nantua Gagai, is very proud. It's not in work. Sometimes it can be there, but that is not where it starts from. Pride is essentially of the heart. In the book of Obadiah 1 and 3 and 4, 1, 3 and 4, he said the pride of your heart has deceived you, Obadiah. The pride of your heart has deceived you. The pride of your heart has deceived you. You dwell in the clefts of the rock whose habitation is high. You who say in your heart, who will bring me down to the ground? Verse 4. He said, though you ascend as high as the eagle, and though you set your nest among the stars, from there I will bring you down, says the Lord. Hey, may the Lord deliver us from pride. Yeah. I said, may the Lord deliver us from pride. Yeah. Pride is of the heart. The Bible says in yeah, Proverbs 16.5, he said, everyone who is proud in heart is an abomination to the Lord. Pride is of the heart. Pride of the heart can best be dictated by the laser of God's word. 
it pierces, it searches. That's why pride people, when you teach on things like this, they get offended. They get angry. Anytime you get angry at the word of God, preached, taught anywhere, it's a symptom that you have a major pride. Major, major, major pride. There's pride against human beings, there's pride against God. Major pride. Come to church, pastor teaches on some matters and it, it convicts you, it bothers you, are treating your wife, basa basa, and then pastor is preaching and he hits on it. Uh, this girl, I think she's spoken to my husband, my pastor. That's what pastor is talking. You see, you have a problem. And one of these days, what may come upon you, you won't like it. Can somebody give me an amen there? Pride also expresses itself in words. It's of the heart expresses itself in words. The Bible said the Lord shall cut, cut all flattering lips and the tongue that speaketh proud things. Psalm 12 verse 3. God will cut the tongue that speaketh proud things. You know what it means to speak proud things? Proud actually works with boasting. They boast a lot. Proud things. I will ascend. I will show him where power lies. Really? Do you know where power comes from? Before you go and show somebody where it lies. Do you know where it comes from? The Bible says, let every power be subject unto the highest power, which is God's power. And God didn't give you power to go and show people where power lies. That's why you'll be losing the power yourself. Proud also reveals itself in looks and mannerisms. There are behaviors of pride. The Bible says, talks about a proud look. Proverbs chapter 16, verse 17. 6, 17. Proverbs 6, 17. He said, a proud look. Let's start from verse 16. He said, there are six things the Lord hates. Yea, seven are an abomination unto him. And the first of the seven is a proud look. Proud look. There are some people, when they look at you, you will feel like sinking. The kind of look they will give you, they will make you look like you are disgusting. You are, you, are, you are just like shit around. Excuse me. I'm just telling you. They just make you feel like that. Some people, when you are even greeting them, I said, no, no. It's, it's like, it. <laughs> yeah, that's, yeah. Your hands are too filthy to touch your hands. But when you die, eh, the Samale, the orderly, who will touch your body, your sensitive part, he will even use his hand. He will just use his legs to kick like this. This is your pride, eh? When you die, have you ever seen anybody be, uh, uh, kept in the mortuary in his uh, Land Cruiser? In his uh, limousine? Wait, let's finish. This is a long journey. <laughs> we are just starting it. And the Lord will help us. Proud look. The Bible says in Pro, uh, Psalm 10, verse 4, he said, the wicked through the pride of his countenance, the pride of his countenance, so, there are some people, they will give you some proud look. Number two, pride is a temptation common to all people, but most especially gifted, blessed, and successful people. It's a common temptation. Everybody will be faced with the temptation of pride. But when you are gifted in a certain way, when you are a doctor, speak well, speak with extra care, because people will have a certain view of you. When you are an engineer, a wonderful, sharp, Good pastor, like myself. You have to be... Oh, you, you want me to say I'm a bad pastor? You should know I'm a good pastor. Am I not a good pastor for you? Uh -huh. uh, pastor, I thought you said love does not boast. This is not boasting. I'm boasting in the law. Am I complicating? I'll show you. Yeah. When you are gifted, be careful. As in my work as a pastor, people who come around and they don't seem to fit in a certain class, I'm very particular with them. Very particular. When issues happen around them, I'm very particular. Last week I was speaking to Minisope about somebody. I said, listen, these people are very delicate people. Very delicate people. Because it's easy to flow with the rich and abandon the poor. I'm not communicating. It's easy to flow with those who act like you, speak like you, wear your kind, and abandon the rest. I'm not communicating to people here. Yeah. When you are walking to your office, the person who makes the office clean is your cleaner, but you don't even say hi to him. Because of pride has eaten you up. And when he falls sick and he doesn't come, even to bend down and sweep is a difficulty for you. The day he falls sick and he's not in the office. There are so peop some people, I'll be showing you signs of pride. Pride, pride. 
your cleaner didn't come. What prevents you from picking a broom and sweeping the place? And you are making noise all over the place. Anybody who feels is too high or too big to do some menial jobs is a sure sign that you are very, very, very proud. Can somebody say an amen? amen. Proud. That's who you are. Have a maid in the house. So, so instruction you are giving. Left, right, center. Left, right. Your leg will not touch. Your hand will not touch. And you are just there, madam. Mumu, madam. Yeah, yeah, madam. When you are gifted, be careful. When you are beautiful, be careful. Satan was full of beauty. So it corrupted him. He was wise. It corrupted him. Be careful. When you are gifted, you are graced with anything. Be very careful. We are able to accomplish great feats. The moment Paul and, si Paul and John, uh, they healed the man. Immediately, they say they are gods. They began to worship them. Paul said, hey, abomination. When you are able to accomplish great feats, be careful. Because usually when you don't have anything, there's nothing to be proud about. But when your law firm grows and becomes an outstanding one, when you become a CEO of, uh, what do you call it, uh, Confanochi, when you become a major big-time business owner, will you come to church? And when you come, will you sit where everybody sits? Or be asking for a special chair? Thank God we don't have a special chair for anybody here. Can somebody give me an amen? Yeah. Now you are an ordinary person. Tomorrow, if by the grace of God, you become the MP, I'm praying that you become. Will you come and sit in church like you are sitting? And when I'm preaching, will you stand like the way you are standing? That's pride. 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 Satan is the king and father of all proud people. Everybody who is proud, his father is Satan. Satan is your father. It's simple. Satan is your father. Because the Bible says in Job chapter 41 verse 31, Satan is your father. Satan is your father. <laughs> Look at the Bible says he beholds every high thing. He is the king over all the children of pride. Satan is the king. So you are his servant. And even in your servant state, see the manifestation of pride. Satan is the king. The Bible says you are of your father, the devil, and the last of your father, you will do. Praise God. And let me close with this. God is strongly against all proud people. All proud people. God is strongly against them. An evil wind will always blow against proud people. An evil wind. An evil wind. It will always blow against proud people. They will go up, but they will always come down. It never goes well with proud people. Never. You may, it may look like you are coming up. But watch it. It's a matter of time. It may look like. Proud pastor. It may look like the church is growing. All of a sudden, everybody is cutting. Pride. Business is booming. And you speak to customers as if you own them. You own them. But listen, you are in business because there are customers. Yeah. There are customers. People come to your consulting room and you are, you are acting as if you don't have time for them. Really? If they were not sick, you would not be talking about money. The iPhone that keeps you busy so that you can't even focus and give quality care to people who are in need of health. That iPhone, you will never have purchased one if somebody are not falling sick. You would have been out of business. I'm not communicating somebody here. You're on WhatsApp. If President Akufuado walked and stood in front of you, will you be on WhatsApp? You want to treat Otunfo, uh, have him as your patient. But when an ordinary uh, uh, carpenter comes in your front, he, he sent... The scent on his body. So repulsive. You, you, you have to uh, hide and act some way. Listen. Now, no, when you wanted to be a doctor, did they beg you? Now you have become. That is the job of doctors in Africa. Praise God. Abtro. With the exception of a few places. Even your consulting room, the scent there, is it different from this smelling carpenter? Am I communicating somebody here? After all, let's be honest. You enter into some of our big hospitals and the stench that meets you. And yet, you work in an environment like that and you won't thank God. You are still acting pride and speaking proud. May the Lord give us help. I said, may the Lord give us help. God resists proud. God hates proud people. And God destroys pride people. I said what? He resists proud people. He hate, in fact, the first one is hatred. He hates them. He resists them. And then he punishes them. 
He punishes them. It, <laughs> let me show you this in our clothes. Proverbs 16.5. He said, everyone that is proud is an abomination. In heart, oh. Not the one who has manifested it, oh. In heart. In heart. When you are proud in heart. In your heart, you despise this pastor who is preaching here. Yeah. You despise me in your heart. The Bible says, when you are like that, God, you are an abomination. But the moment you begin to manifest that by insulting me, walking on me, that one, I don't know what you have become. You have become more than an abomination. The Bible says, though hand joined to, joined to hand, his, he shall not go unpunished. Certainly, he will be punished. You shall not be destroyed. Amen. Listen, you will only go up, you won't come down. Amen. I said, you only go up, you won't come down. Amen. Satan will not destroy you. Amen. Pride will not destroy you. Amen. In the name of Jesus. Amen. May the grace of God that was sufficient for Paul, that in spite of the greatness he experienced, he still walked in humility. May that grace be the portion of us all. Amen. May that grace be the portion of us all. Amen. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Thank you, Father, for it. In Jesus' precious name. Amen. Pastor Fuakwa has just placed in your hands the key for all-round victory, success, and limitless prosperity. To get a copy of this message and other messages as well as books by Pastor Fuakwa, please call 540 or 204 or email us at faithhousechapel at yahoo.com. Get interactive with Pastor Fuakwa on Facebook and Twitter. You can also visit our website at www.faithhousechapel.com for any other information. Fellowship with us this and every Sunday for our two English services. 6.30 a.m. First service. 8.45 a.m. Second service. And on Wednesdays for our Word Encounter service at 6 o'clock p.m. At our church auditorium on the top floor of Nana Ama Ejakuma Plaza. Opposite the Unity Oil Station. Santasi Roundabout. Kumase, Ghana. God richly bless you. Bye.